Welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast. Show notes can be found at knittingontherun.podbean.com. You can find me online on Ravelry and Instagram as Windswept Monique, on Twitter as Windswept Knits, on Facebook as Windswept Designs, and I'd love for you to join our Ravelry group. You can also email me, podcast at windswept-designs-online.com. Hello and welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast. This is episode 14 and I'm recording a little bit late this week. Thank you very much for your patience. Today is Thursday, the 22nd of June. Normally, I record and release on Tuesdays, but we had a family up and visiting, and, you know, family comes first, so here we are recording a little late. Thank you very much to all the returning listeners, and if you're a new listener, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. As always, this show is knitting in 30 minutes or less, with a little gardening and running thrown in for good measure. Segments this week include whips, knitting fail, a rather extended out and about, on the run, and in the garden. In whips this week, I actually have lots and lots. I had a little bit of car trouble, which meant sitting at the car place, and a few doctor's appointments. So I had some extra knitting time in the waiting room, or the various waiting rooms, I should say. I've gotten a little bit of work done on Hitchhiker 1, or what I'm calling Hitchhiker 1. You may recall that that is the first Hitchhiker shawl I started. It's in the green Valley Yarns Greylock yarn, which is 100% cashmere. I've gotten it about 85% complete. I can't work on a full point right now because it's getting much wider and it's taking a long time to do each eight row repeat, but I'm getting a little bit done every day. Um, For those of you who are new listeners, I am actually um, very allergic to wool and cashmere. Uh, Well, I should say, let me rephrase it. I'm very allergic to wool and minorly allergic to cashmere. I can work on it for about half an hour without a problem, you know, but then my hands start to get really itchy and I have to go wash my hands so I can only work on it for a maximum of 30 minutes at a time. But I'm still enjoying it and it is really fun to work in a fiber I don't get to play with normally. You know, I'm, I'm thinking I should make myself one of these now. I'm enjoying this. I've also worked in Hitchhiker 4 which I'm working in Cascades Ultra Pima Fine. It's 100% cotton, and I'm doing this in a nice royal purple colorway. I believe it's called Periwinkle, but it's definitely, it's more purple than blue. I, I would have, personally, I would have named it something slightly different, but to each his own. I'm about 25% complete with that. It's currently the equivalent of my purse knitting. I'm bringing this one everywhere. It's um, even on the exercise bike at my physical therapist while I'm warming up. And yes, I have gotten some strange looks. And no, I really don't care. (laughs) I am getting so close to finishing my Stella Maris shawl. Or rather, I was getting close to finishing the end of my Stella Maris shawl. More on that in Knitting Fail. I'm working on this in a gradient kit from Birdie's Knits in the Ocean View colorway. I have reached chart four, and I am now on color six out of eight, and it looks like I might not run out of yarn after all, so yay, happy about that. I've been working on a new Hamelnit hat. I worked on that, or I should say, I worked on another one of those earlier this year. You might remember me talking about it. This is a hat designed by Emily Straw from the Knitting Butterflies podcast. It's a free pattern, and if you are a fan of the Hamilton musical or 
You're knitting for someone who is, you need to check out this hat. It's brilliant. It's so much fun. I'm knitting this hat for my husband's co-worker. She is lovely and definitely knitworthy. I'm about 40% done with it or so. I need to put up some pictures. I haven't taken photos of it yet. And, and this was a major bonus, last week I, I brought it into Boston to their office, and she tried it on, and it fit well. So, yay! And more on Boston later, and out and about. And the last whip I've been working on this week is my mommy's tunic. This is actually one of my own patterns. I am knitting myself a version I can actually wear without guilt, because I keep wearing my sample, and that's not a good thing. <laughs> I need to keep the sample pristine so I can bring it to shows and stores and whatnot. So I started the Keiko band a couple weeks ago, but I put it down because I needed to get some other stuff done. So I picked it up again this week. I'm about 75% done with the cable band. Uh, the construction of this one is a little unique. You knit a cable band that sits under your bust, around your ribcage, and then you pick up stitches on either side of the band, first for the bust, and then later for the, I guess you'd call it the skirt of the tunic. So I plan on finishing the band, if at all possible, tomorrow and picking up stitches for the bodice this weekend so I can get to town on that because once you've got the stitches picked up, the rest flies. I've, I've knit a couple times now, being my own pattern. I always knit what I um, publish more than once myself. Uh, and this pattern makes great car knitting, plane knitting, bus knitting. The, I've, the previous versions of this project have come on a lot of traveling vacations with me, train knitting, airplane knitting. <laughs> But yeah, so once you get once you get past the initial pickup stitches, you can fly through this. So I can't wait because I want to wear it and I want to finish it for SSK so I can bring it with me and wear it. Yay! Knitting fail. 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 Twice this week, I've had to unravel frog, whatever you prefer to call it, my Stella Maris shawl, which is extremely depressing because I am on chart four. And the last chart is chart five. <laughs> and chart five is basically one row. Uh, so you get to row 98 and you're done. And I'm so close. The first time was last Saturday. I was around row 85 or so. And I had brought it to my knitting group, my Saturday morning knit group. And I dropped a stitch while I was chatting with a, turns out one of the women at my knitting group used to live in Nashville. And I'm heading there for SSK. So we were chatting about that, and I dropped the stitch on a wrong side and didn't notice it until the next row. So I had to frog those three rows, which was frustrating, but, you know, three rows, it's not too bad. So I got that caught up, and I'd gotten up to row 92 completed. Yeah, 92. I was the next to last row, chart four, and realized I dropped a stitch, and it had unraveled four rows. I spent about 30 minutes trying to rework it so I didn't have to frog it again in the same week, because my last lifeline was the last row of chart three. But no, I just, I couldn't quite do it. Every I tried. I got what, you know, numerically would have been correct and what theoretically should have worked out. But it just, it didn't look right. So I frogged rows 82 to 92. But um, I'm back up to row 87 now. And since the rows are getting so big and I really don't want to deal with this again. I'm putting in a lifeline every other right side row. I am not going to frog 10 rows of this again, especially when there are only 98 rows. And I was so close to finishing. Oh, kills me. And out and about, we went into Boston last week to see Sail Boston, which was lovely. We knew taking the boys on Saturday to see the tall ships and the big sail through the harbor wasn't going to go over too well. You know, they're almost two and five and a half. 
and it probably would have been fun for ten minutes, maybe five, especially with all the crowds expected. So I took the boys into Boston on Friday instead. Many of the ships had already docked for the event of the big sailing the next day, and our a um, our membership to the aquarium was going to expire in about another two weeks or so. So we decided to go in, sneak in one last visit to the aquarium before membership ended. We're not going to renew this year. We've renewed somewhere else, or we've purchased a membership somewhere else for the next year just to take the boys to different things, you know, break it up over the years. We visited my husband at his office, and then we walked all down the waterfront from there to see um, as many of the ships as we could, and we saw a lot of the ships. We didn't see those really big three-masted ones that you could you saw on the news and stuff like that. They weren't in yet. I, I really wanted to see that three-master that was 300 feet long. Oh, it looked amazing. I love old ships. But um, it wasn't there. At least it wasn't where we were walking anyway. We, we couldn't find it. We saw a lot of the two-masted ones. We saw a replica of the America, which won the America's Cup back, you know, years and years and years and years ago, why the America's Cup was named the America's Cup. It was a replica of that. And we also saw a replica of an 1812, or I should say War of 1812 privateer. So that was fun. Talking my oldest son through, you know, what a privateer is versus a pirate and all that kind of stuff. He's still a little confused about that one, but that's okay. You know, I think a lot of grown-ups are too, quite frankly. And then we headed down to see if we could make it to the Navy ship. We could see this really big um, old Navy ship. No, sorry, not old Navy ship. A really big, large Navy ship down um, further down the point. So we decided to keep walking and see if we could find it. Well, we kept going. And we kept going. And we kept going. And we passed Harpoon Brewery, for those of you who know the area. We we're almost to the Black Falcon Terminal, which is where the cruise ship is. And in that direction, you know, the land ends. It's like, okay, well, let's head north. It's going to be on, on the northern side of this spit of land. So we kept walking. It was all the way at the end. <laughs> but we kept going, and we found our way out there finally, and we actually saw the ship. And it was lovely. The USS Whitby Island was docked there. And yes, my feet hurt <laughs> after all that walking. And, you know, this was right after some of the stuff had gone on in London. So security was crazy. There was, you know, NSA agents there and, you know, Navy folks and lots of really big guns and stuff like that and, and, you know, FBI and dogs and stuff like that. So I felt a little weird because it was so far down the point. There really were hardly any tourists. When we got there, we were the only ones. We met a few people walking down who'd, who'd gone to see the ship, but everybody was going to see the, the quote-unquote tall ships. But my dad was in the Navy and my son was interested, so we wanted to walk all the way down. So, you know, they kind of look at me a little bit weird. You know, what's this, you know, 30-something woman pushing a stroller in this part of Boston? Uh, it's like, oh, no, it's like, we finally found you. We walked from the aquarium. We saw you. We walked down and got a few eyebrows raised. And some of the NSA guys were like, that's pretty impressive. You walked a long ways to get here. I said, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I told them my dad was in the Navy. I just wanted to show my boys the ship and whatnot. And they were really sweet with the, with the kids and stuff. You know, I've got a two-year-old and a five-year-old. And they were lovely with the boys. And they got to take their picture and stuff like that. And, you know, they were really, really nice, actually. Um and then we headed home, and of course I sent my dad the pictures, of, you know, with my with his grandson with his you know really high tech navy vessel. He was all excited about that. So then we headed around and walked all the way back to South Station. We almost made it back before the heavens opened up. <laughs> we got wet <laughs> by the time we made it back to South Station. Um, well, you know, the baby wasn't too bad because our stroller does have a, a quite a long cover. It's a jogging stroller, a Bob jogging stroller. But my older son was sitting in the in the um, footwell, 
So he leaned back and kept his you know, head and torso dry, but his legs were pretty wet. And I was just soaked from head to toe by the time we get back to the train. <laughs> but we had a great time and we all have some fun stories for, for when they get older. If you ever get a chance to go to something like that and go see Sail Boston and you know, talk to the crews and the ships, definitely you know, take it, you know, take the opportunity if they come to a city near you. These ships are amazing. The crews are so talented and they're keeping a true art form alive. I would highly recommend it. For upcoming events, I will be heading to Cape Cod uh, for the 4th of July to visit my parents. And I can't wait to check out one of my favorite knitting shops It's called A Great Yarn. It's in Chatham, Massachusetts. It's actually a combination yarn store and bookstore. Be still my beating heart. It's the perfect combination. I love this place. If you're ever on Cape Cod, definitely check them out. I'll be attending the SSK Retreat by the Knit Girls in Nashville, Tennessee, July 20th to the 23rd. I am extremely excited. I have never been to Nashville, and I have never been to a knitting retreat, so I am so excited. I'm really looking forward to some relaxation. I am taking classes with both Ann Bud and Lee Meredith, and I can't wait to get that done lots of knitting and eating lots of barbecue hopefully i can get some sightseeing into i i god no i just have i'm so excited there are no words i cannot wait for this and lastly in august uh we'll be heading up to nova scotia canada to visit my family my great aunt is 103 we haven't been up to visit since she was 100 and that was before my second son was born so it is definitely time to go back Got to introduce Thing 2 to his cousins and see my great aunt, and I can't wait. For On the Run, as I mentioned earlier, I walked at least seven miles in Boston last Friday, much to my physical therapist's chagrin. He wasn't entirely thrilled with that, but it did give us some important information. So uh, those of you who are runners, many of you probably are overpronators. I'm an extreme overpronator. I have been my whole life. So for those of you who don't know, when you, an overpronator is someone, when you walk, your ankles roll inward, like your arch kind of not like collapses might be the right word. Mine do collapse, not everyone's does, but your ankles roll towards each other when you walk. But with all the extra mobility and strengthening I've been doing, I suddenly found myself supinating, which is the exact opposite. Your ankles roll outward. So, you know, I have custom orthotics in my shoes because I've been overpronating so much. It's caused other issues up my kinetic chain with my knees and whatnot. And I may not have to keep using those. I'm really excited. I'm trying. I have um, neutral shoes, which, you know, shoes that don't correct either supination or pronation. So now I'm testing out just wearing the, the shoes without having any inserts in them. And knock on wood, so far so good. Yay, I can't wait. And next week I will be getting some new exercises to help with strengthening the ankles and feet for bounding and running and pushing off. And I'm hoping to actually start running again soon. So, yay! I, I can't wait. I'm. Oh, you have no idea how much I miss going for my eight mile runs every weekend. Oh, I cannot wait. Cannot wait. In, in the garden, our first berries have ripened. We have about a dozen gooseberries. More coming soon. Probably another four or five days. We'll, we'll get a few more. If you've never had a gooseberry, they're a little hard to explain. They're kind of a greenish purple. They're round. They're super duper sour. But they make a great jam because of that. So eating them raw is a bit of an acquired taste. I love that. 
Not everybody does, but I grew up eating them at my grandparents' place up in Nova Scotia. They're a berry that grow wonderfully in southern Nova Scotia. So, you know, my, my grandma and a lot of, you know, great aunts and stuff had berry bushes in their backyard, and they would pick the berries and make homemade jam. And if you ever have the chance, homemade gooseberry jam is amazing. Oh, it's so good. And, you know, it's jam. It's not that sour. It's full of sugar. So if you're not into super sour stuff, you'd probably still like this. Highly recommend it. Our blueberries are getting close to ripening is exciting. I really need to go net them soon to protect them from the wildlife. We have a lot of birds and a lot of chipmunks and squirrels because we live between the woods and the field. <laughs> we, we have a lot of critters. Gotta keep them safe. Last year between the animals and the drought and me forgetting to go put a net on them, I think we got five berries. The raspberries have tons of itty bitty tiny raspberries. Oh, we're gonna get a good crop of those this year. You know, and, and after having the drought the past two years, it is so nice to have a glut of berries again. Because when we planted these, you know, the first year we had berries on our bushes, on our, our blueberry bushes, we had tons, you know, pints and pints and pints. And we only have three bushes, you know, it's not like we have a whole field. So I, I can't wait. My boys are, are, you know, I don't think even remember having that because the past two years the crop has been so bad with the drought. Uh, tomato plants on our deck have literally doubled in size this week. I'm very excited. We've had so much sun and heat, they are thrilled beyond measure, and maybe we will finally get some crops out of the actual veggie garden soon. All the cold rain last month stunted everything, but things are finally started to grow, which means I really need to get out there and weed, because now there's a million weeds all of a sudden. I've used a lot of garden fabric, and that's helped to some degree, but you really can't use garden fabric between rows of carrots, at least not on the scale that I'm planting them, so I get really got to get out there sometime soon. But yay, we're getting our fresh crops. I'm so excited. That brings us to the end of our show. Thank you for your patience while I get this episode out a couple days late. I hope you all have a wonderful week ahead and keep something beautiful on your needles. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.